2: Montana's on the daily sports talk show. Nuwana is now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: Startling, isn't it? The first time you see it in r- real life after it's been a little while. I'm talking about the NFL. What's up, everybody? Nuanas now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the new ESPN Montana app. Thanks so much for tuning in with us here on your Friday. Coulter Nuanas coming to you from the ESPN Montana studio here at the Missoula Broadcasting Company. Missoula Broadcasting Company, locally owned and operated for more than 15 years. And happy to say so. Ton to get to today. We got a jam-packed slate of high school games tonight, like we will most every Friday night for the next couple months. That's a very fun thing. We have our crosstown first crosstown of the uh, of the young football season. Missoula Sentinel, Missoula Hellgate square off tonight. It's a big evening in Missoula because you have a crosstown showdown between the Knights and the Spartans. It's also the University of Montana's Hall of Fame induction ceremony tonight. Uh, earlier today, I was out at the uh, Grizzly Basketball Round Ball Golf Tournament there at the Ranch Club. Fun to see everybody. Coach Blaine Taylor is in town, and uh, he's one of the inductees tonight, one of our all-time favorite guys on this show. Uh, the Grizz Greats podcast series, the Grizz Greats, the coaching tree. The episode with Coach Taylor, if you haven't listened to it, I- I'm demanding that you go listen to it. It is one of the funniest and most entertaining Single interviews I have ever done in a career filled with thousands and thousands of interviews. Blaine Taylor, uh, just the best. So it's good to see Coach Taylor. We'll get you all set up for Crosstown tonight. We also have uh, a great interview with Coda Cheetah. He is the first year head coach at Great Falls High. The Bison off to a 2 0 start in the post Mark Sampson area, uh, era. Excuse me. And uh, a little news from Coach Cheetah for those that maybe hadn't been paying attention, those that aren't in the electric city. Reed Harris, who's one of the top prospects in the state, he was the quarterback last year at Gray Falls High. Uh, he's not, he's playing quarterback a little bit now, but he's playing uh, some other positions as well, which I actually think bodes well uh, for his future. A couple college games tomorrow as well. Uh, South Dakota in town will be down at the uh, Chamber of Commerce parking lot adjacent to the Walking Bridge next to the University of Montana campus. Was not able to round up Bob Nielsen this week. Bob Nielsen, the head coach, of the South Dakota Coyotes uh, who, who are coming to town. But we'll give you a little update on what the series has been like between Montana and South Dakota. They've played a fair amount. Regional, uh, and rivals is too strong a word, but um, certainly an e- a relatively easy regional game to get on the schedule. So what's been going on between those two schools uh, in the past? We'll get you updated there. Moorhead State from Moorhead, Kentucky, is on the way to Bozeman. Uh, almost 50-point dogs. We'll give you an update on the line, not that it matters, uh, not that you even want to bet it, but uh, it's just indicative of the mismatch the baby's going to go on in Bozeman. We will hear from Montana head coach Bobby Houck today as well, part of our Houck highlights. Uh, Played some phone tag with Cole Taylor, Great Falls CMR quarterback who committed to Montana State earlier this week. Uh, Was not able to round him up, but instead of uh, that interview, which we will get for you here uh, probably sometime early next week, We'll give you an update on the in-state recruiting battle as well. Top of the hour, we'll hear from Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel head football coach. We'll also uh, hear from Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports. Ryan Nelson, uh, he and I also played phone tag for uh, quite some time uh, this week as well. Everybody's busy. I get it. Most often we will have the interviews that we we, uh, assure you that we will deliver you. And uh, then we'll also just talk all the way around the wide world. Uh, of the NFL. So there you go. That's your show outlook. It's presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. Wahlberg team, the official realtors of Grizz Athletics. Any and all real estate questions you might have. I in Western Montana give Brent and his team a call today. It's a Friday. So that means we have two things that are pretty common on the Fridays. First of all, it's a Florence coffee company Friday. Uh, I foolishly (laughs) glutton for punishment over here, I guess. I have given up coffee. I have not drank coffee in uh, close to, a, I guess, a month now, maybe maybe three weeks. I don't know. I can't remember how long it's been because I haven't been drinking coffee. That's about. A, that's all you need to know about how it's been going. <laughs> but I have been drinking the awesome uh, Lotus drinks that they have over there. It's all vitamin and plant-based energy, and uh, they're delicious, and they really rev you up, get the brain rolling. I drank one before college game day the other day, and uh, just – Set me on fire mentally. So go check out Florence Coffee. It's a Friday night. You can stay up late. All sorts of high school football action. Uh, what better? Fall is in the air. Crazy. Uh, that it was a little bit cool. I mean, it was definitely cold. Straight up cold this morning. And uh, so go, go get yourself a, a hot cup of Joe. Maybe go over there. Check out the Crosstown game tonight. And uh, stay up late no matter where you're at in Montana. There's a Florence Coffee kiosk. Near you, It's also a Friday, which means it's a Friday Pie Day. We have a free pizza pie from Front Street Pizza coming up about an hour from now. So stay tuned. Uh, in the 5 o'clock hour, we will give you an opportunity to win a large pizza uh, from Front Street Pizza. Uh, Front Street Pizza right across from the Old Public Library right there on Front Street, right below Rome Student Housing. Traditionally sourced pizza. It's delicious. And uh, so we'll be hooking you up with a little uh, Front Street Pizza as well. You want to be a part of the show, you have questions, comments, uh, feedback on any and all things around the sporting world in Montana, call us or text us, 406-888-1029. That's 888 All guests will join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, and we'd love to have you uh, as a part of the show. Thanks for rolling with us here on your Friday. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. Uh, first of all, an update from last night's high school action. Calspell Glacier, when, when Brady, Grady Bennett, the head coach of the Glacier Wolfpack, came on the show uh, in August as we were doing our high school football preview series, he emphasized and reemphasized how much he loved his talent on the perimeter. He said he thought he had five, six receivers that could really play, and he said he really loved his quarterback, Gage Slitter. Well, that, that has proven to be absolutely true. It's not coach speak because Glacier, they are tearing it up. Uh, They scored 63 in the opening weekend against Belgrade. Uh, They went out and dropped 42 against CMR the next week. And then last night against Missoula Big Sky, a 55-14 win for Kalispell Glacier. Uh, So they're averaging almost 60 points per game. Unbelievable uh, scoring output for Glacier uh, so far here in the young season. And it's been with a really, really good passing game. Gage Slitter threw for 367 yards last night. Four more touchdowns. So he has 14 touchdowns, just three weeks uh, into the season here uh, for the Glacier Wolfpack and and Big Sky, which won in overtime in Billings a week ago uh, against Billings Skyview. Uh, they're now sitting at one and two. So the Wolfpack, the first team to move to three and zero, will get you through uh, the slate of games a little later on in the show. Probably about five thirty, we'll go through all the, the games at the double A level and some of the other impactful games from some of the other classifications, uh, here in the state of Montana. I also mentioned right off the top, just how startling it is to watch the national football league when you haven't. Yeah. I mean, I've been, I've been to a dozen plus football practices over the last month or so, you know, I was able to go down there to fall camp at the university of Montana quite often, caught the Bobcats twice as well. And, uh, It's good football that we have here in Montana. Make no mistake about it. Watched some college games at the FBS and FCS levels the last couple weeks. Watched the preseason intently. Watched hard knocks with the Detroit Lions, which, by the way, was a great hard knocks this year. None of it compares to what you see when it's ones versus ones, the headliners, the best football players in the world. Last night, we had the defending Super Bowl champ, Los Angeles Rams, against the Super Bowl betting favorite preseason in the Buffalo Bills in Los Angeles. The Bills destroyed the Rams. Very surprising. Uh, yours truly uh, lost my first bet of the season. I had money on the Rams because I thought they were getting disrespected as the defending Super Bowl champs at home You know, on a Thursday night. Uh, I took the Rams minus one and a half. I thought they were going to be able to squeeze that one out or at least be competitive. And they were competitive in the first half. They were not competitive in the second half. The Bills were rolling defensive linemen like they're a college team. I mean, they must have played 10 guys on the D-line. And if that's the form that they're going to get out of Von Miller, look out. They already got Aaron Espinosa, and they already got uh, the Hughes kid who's one of the most underrated defensive ends in the league, and they already have Ed Oliver, and they got all these dudes up front. If Von Miller is going to look like that, woof. Von Miller looked like it was 2010. I mean, he looked like he was early in his career Von Miller. Part of it's cuz they have so many guys that can play up there. Leslie Frazier who was not good when he was the head coach of the Minnesota Vikings is still one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. The Bills had the best defense in the league statistically in terms of total defense and scoring defense. And the addition of Von Miller if he can produce like he did last night, Look out, the Bills are justified in being Super Bowl favorites. That was the other reason I put money on the Rams. I thought that uh, the Bills, with an offseason full of hype, coming off of the heartbreaking loss they had to the Chiefs in an instant classic in the playoffs a year ago, I, I just wondered if that was going to get in the way early. I-, I think they're a very talented team. I think that they'll roll to the AFC East title. I think they're absolutely one of the top Super Bowl contenders, one of the favorites in the AFC, all of it. But I thought maybe early that that hype would maybe get in the way. And you have a tried-and-true team that's made multiple runs in recent years under Sean McVay and the Rams. But the Bills look nasty on defense. Josh Allen, as advertised, he might have even gotten another step better, which means that he is absolutely in the conversation as the best quarterback and one of the best players in the National Football League. But it's just startling watching true, front-line, early season when everybody's still healthy NFL play. I mean – The line play is just absurd. Uh, The the way that the guys get after the quarterback, the uh, NFL offensive linemen are as tough and as beastly as you can be. And in some games, like last night, you just got no chance. I mean, they were just bringing it. Unbelievable. Matt Safford sacked seven times. He throws three picks. I mean, I don't even know how many passes he threw in the game, but I bet you he got hit on every single one of them, or at least pretty close. Von Miller's get off unbelievable. Ed Oliver, still one of the most impactful interior guys in the league. That's all to say that uh, the Bills looked incredibly good last night and a statement victory over the defending champion, Los Angeles Rams. We'll talk some more NFL uh, a little later on in the show. It is Nuanas now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television and the ESPN Montana app. If you're wondering what happened to our painting, if you're watching on the app or on the TV, you wonder what happened to our Grizz Greats painting over here? Uh, we got it down at, uh, at the, in the RV uh, provided by RV truck sales down there ready for our uh, pregame tailgate show tomorrow. Our ESPN College game day returns. We'll be rolling live from 1130 until 1 tomorrow, so come hang out. Uh, Badlander will be slanging drinks, Pepsi Cola. Got all sorts of beverages to wet your whistle. Domino's Pizza will be bringing some Zah. We also got uh, Chad from the M Store is going to swing by. Tell us what they got cooking and uh, a whole bunch of other fun swag. So come hang out anytime. You know, we'll be down there. I'll probably get down there about 10 o'clock tomorrow. So we'll be down there all the way up until the one thirty kickoff as Montana hosts South Dakota. But we have that Grizz Greats painting uh, down there in the RV uh, ready for us tomorrow. But that that got me thinking about the uh, – Andrew, Did it looks better on TV to have something right there. And uh, we have this cool Pioneer League Champions flag from the Missoula Paddleheads from – um last season. And it's it's crazy. We were covering the paddleheads. I mean, we, we have the paddleheads on the radio almost every night here at ESPN Radio. We Jeff Safford from the Missoula Paddleheads joined us throughout uh the summer. We haven't had him on recently because we've been so jammed up here. Uh so much stuff to get to, so many interviews to do, so much content to get for you. But also, it, it's just been rolling, 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 rolling. I mean, the paddleheads are just they're just unbelievably good. They're 68 and 25 after last night. I mean, in this short of a season, to be 43 games over 500 when you've played 93 games, I mean, you're just absolutely destroying. So they are absolutely the favorites uh, to take home an, another uh, Pioneer League postseason championship. They've already rolled to the first half title, closing in on the second half title. And uh, so we'll have that all the way. F- through the end of their season but um, that just reminded me to give you a little update on the Paddleheads. Rob Trenner and I caught up earlier this week. Moorhead State's head coach. Moorhead State's in the Pioneer League which is a uh, Pioneer Football League that is, which is a non-scholarship conference filled with uh, academically oriented by and large uh, institutions. It's a coast-to-coast conference. I don't really know how they even afford uh, to do it but they do. They somehow make it work but it's crazy to think that a team from Moorhead, Kentucky, a team from San Diego, California, a team from Jacksonville, Florida, a team from uh, Des Moines, Iowa, and Drake. Uh, it's, it's just a, it's a very wide-ranging, strange conference. Davidson is also in the Pioneer League. They're, they're sitting there in Ohio. So it, it's a, a wide footprint that, uh, that Moorhead State casts. Uh, but we caught up with, I, I had never known much of anything about Moorhead State until this week, uh, until I talked to this guy. Well, happy now for our latest Across the Sidelines where we profile and interview coaches for the opponents for both Montana and Montana State. This weekend in Bozeman, Moorhead State, a team from Moorhead, Kentucky, comes to the Gallatin Valley to take on a Montana State team coming off of an impressive 40-17 win over McNeese State. We're joined now on Across the Sidelines by Rob Tenure. He has been at Moorhead State since 2013 as a head coach has been a Moorhead State for more than 20 years in some capacity. Coach, thanks for joining us. How you doing?
3: Thank you, and uh, appreciate you having me. I'm doing well. Doing well. We got a couple more days of preparation, and uh, looking forward to a big challenge this weekend.
0: Well, first and foremost, just tell us a little bit about Moorhead State, a team that has not landed on schedules of the Montana schools uh, very often. So, d- just take us through sort of the history of the program and your history with the program as well.
3: Well, my history would take probably your whole segment. (laughs) Uh, You know, I've been here uh, since 2001, so I've spent more than a third of my life on this campus and wore a lot of different hats. Uh, Started out as a running back coach and and worked in the equipment room, moved on to the strength coach for five years. I was a recruiting coordinator for three years, became the offensive coordinator uh, for about three seasons and eventually the head coach. So I got to wear a lot of hats and develop a lot of great relationships here and in our community, on our campus. And, um, you know, it's been a good run and and hopefully we can keep our current success going. We've had some good years and I think we got some good things going on in regards to our program, our retention, our recruiting. And, um, you know, looking forward to first time matchup with the Big Sky Conference School this weekend.
0: Given that you have worn so many different hats there, I mean, do you think that kind of organically teaches you how to run a program, how to be a head coach, and and also specifically the things that Moorhead State needs?
3: Well, I think, you know, that's really why I got the job, to be honest with you. You know, I just knew um, how to do what we need to do here. I was very familiar with the school and the community and the conference we were in. Um, And like I said, you know, I had experience in all those areas. And and to answer your question, yes, I think all those those things that I had to do over the years, all the supplemental responsibilities i think they really prepare you uh to sit in the seat that i currently sit in and um you know whether you you know you go from being a coordinator to being a head coach you know i spent a lot of years behind the scenes doing a lot of different things from being in the equipment room working with video being in the strength uh and conditioning area i mean uh all those things were huge for me you know um, when, when i took over as head coach so uh definitely benefited me and and uh, but you know the game has changed so much just even in the last five to seven years just right. everything from recruiting to to the x and o's and just all the administrative uh responsibilities it's 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 ever changing and evolving and you got to be able to adapt and you know that's something i've always been pretty good at
0: rob tinder joining us here on across the sidelines the head coach of the moorhead state eagles football team they come to montana state on saturday Uh, for a showdown with the number four team in the FCS, the Bobcats are this week. And, uh, Coach, how about just Moorhead State's status in the Pioneer League? I think that people around Montana recognize the Pioneer League. Usually it's San Diego that has has landed on the schedule. I know Drake's been around a couple times as well. Uh, But what do you think of that league? And that's When you talk about the evolution and the change in college football, I mean, there's been a lot of moving parts uh, in the Pioneer League. But what have you thought of being a member of that league and and how do you sort of just define – uh, the identity of the league and its current status.
3: Yeah, I think, you know, what's what's really awesome about it is, you know, we're coast to coast. So, you know, it's it's kind of a, a, a huge recruiting tool for us. We get to travel from, you know, California to New York, all the way up to Iowa, now Minnesota, down to Florida to play, you know, Stetson, Carolinas. Uh, we've got some regional people here, Butler, Dayton, Valparaiso, and uh so the cool thing for us is we're kind of centrally located in regards to proximity and um you know we'll fly a few times a year we, we don't have to fly five or six times like most schools in the conference and um so you know as far as the pfl you know people may have heard san diego, out there, san diego out there but you know davidson is, has won our conference championship the mm-hmm. last two years and represented us in the fcs playoffs and you know, their staff has done a, uh, just a great job at, at a really difficult place to win. And, um, you know, they're, they're a team to watch, obviously. And, you know, we're just excited about our success recently. You know, we've had great back-to-back winning seasons, and, and uh, we want to keep it that way. We feel like we can be a top three or four team in this conference. And... Um, you know, that's what we look forward to. We try to get to week seven or week eight every year and, and have something to play for. And we've been able to do that back-to-back seasons. And uh, that's, that'll be our goal again this year. Uh, but a lot of parity in our conference and FCS football really, you know, from top to bottom. Uh, and you see a lot of these FCS teams competing with even FDS teams right now. So great brand of football. And uh, the Pioneer Football League is a, is a tremendous conference. You've got to show up every week to play and some really great coaches and, and tremendous student-athletes and and uh, just trying to get to the pinnacle and, and you know finally win the big one.
0: Tell us a little bit about Moorhead, Kentucky. Morehead State located there in Moorhead. I've never been to that neck of the woods, even throughout all my travels covering college football, for 17 years now. Uh, what's Moorhead like, and, and what do you like about the town? How does it sort of fit in with the university? seems like it's a, a quintessential kind of small uh, Kentucky town.
3: Yeah, it's a it's a rural eastern Kentucky town. It's a it's a smaller college town. Not, not a lot to do, and and uh, you know, but it's uh, great for outdoors. Got some great lakes nearby. Tremendous uh, hiking trails, and, and uh, great hunting, fishing, uh, and we also have you know our, our university here has really made a commitment to the academics, and so I think that's part of the reason we've been successful. We've been able to kind of uh, follow our leadership and and find the right kind of student athletes that 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 fit our institution and fit our program so um uh, but it's a great town community is, is very supportive here we've let the pioneer football conference at home attendance i think for i think 11 or 12 straight years now and uh so community turns out and uh most weekends our students turn up pretty good and and uh you know it's just a great place to play i've been to some beautiful places we've played at um you know, Georgia Southern, we played at Illinois State, we played uh, Coastal Carolina, we played up to James Madison. You know, probably my favorite place we've, stayed, we've played at was at state one year. And uh, we actually almost had a beat with about a minute and a half left. They ended up, ended up kicking a field goal and beating us. But um, I think the next year that was the year they beat Michigan. So, um, and this is a beautiful place. It's a great background here. We've got, got hills, great scenery. It's nestled right in the Daniel Boone National Forest. And uh, it's a great place, great people, and uh, communities that are really behind the university and the athletic programs.
0: Rob Tender joining us, he's the head coach of Moorhead State. They play at Montana State Saturday uh, in Bozeman. And, Coach, let's talk about the matchup. Um, First of all, what have you seen out of the Bobcats? Just one game of film on tape, but a a team that played for the FCS National Championship a year ago, a program that just put five guys in the NFL, so obviously a program that's rolling right along with a lot of talent. What have you seen out of the Cats so far uh, as you diagnose uh, this matchup on Saturday?
3: That's funny you said that. my, My staff and I were talking about that last week in our open week. You know, we're like, gosh, we're facing a team that, they got five guys that made the 53-man roster in the NFL, and, and here we are, Moorhead State. We got six players that are going to be in the XFL draft. You know, <laughs> so, um, well, listen, we're playing a really good football team. We know that. You know, and, and our goal here is obviously to go out, and compete, and, and try to find a way to be competitive in this game. And, and uh, the big thing for us is, is can we get better? You know, and uh, it's all about improving. Um, defensively, we gave up a lot of huge, big plays, you know, two weeks ago and gave up the special teams touchdown. We uh, were pretty disciplined in regards to penalties. I was proud of that. But, uh, you know, defense, offensively, we weren't very good on third downs. Can we be better in that area? And uh, it's, it's a heck of a challenge. We're playing a, a really good football team and uh, really impressive win for them last week and uh you know for the first game of the season so you know they're really driven they've got tremendous talent and uh we're facing a really good football team
0: is there anybody in particular that stands out for montana say when you watch them on film
3: i mean i can go through the team deep on i mean i mean you know i mean to look at their own line they got one returner coming one starter back from last year you know back up third string running back from last year rushed for 174 yards last week so you know, I mean, they're just, they're good. I mean, they got a transfer receiver that's a D3 guy that might be one of the top receivers in, in the big sky. For sure. You know, and uh, so just a good football team. You know, defensively, it's going to be the, the best run we play all year. I mean, they're four down guys. They're, they're all darn good players. Um, you know, they lost Mr. Everything. They're number 15, but at number 47. He's a heck of a player, too, and, you know, he can just cover a lot of area. And they got a lot of experience on the back end of their defense, and they're long. You know, they got three corners for safeties over over one, and uh, we don't see a lot of that, and they like to play man coverage. So, um, you know, just a lot of stuff. You know, offensively, we know they're going to try and run football and take some shots deep. It's kind of their M.O., you know, and so we're going to have to have to defend well and, and uh, stay engaged in those receivers on the outside. And, if we can put them in some third-long situations.
0: Across the sidelines, featuring head coaches from the opponents for both Montana State and Montana, MSU hosts the Moorhead State, State Eagles on Saturday in Bozeman. Rob Tender joining us here uh, on the line now. Coach, thanks for taking a minute out of your busy schedule. We really appreciate it, and the best of luck in the game on Saturday and safe travels on your way to Montana.
3: Hey, thank you. Have a great day.
0: There you go. It's our Across the Sidelines for the week. It is presented by Vance Thompson Vision. It's game day. Get ready for the action. All the hard hits, the highlights, and the touchdowns. Can you see all the game day excitement, though? Can you really see it? If you wish your vision was clearer, Vance Thompson Vision's world-class team and experienced doctors can help. Vance Thompson Vision uses the most advanced technology to provide you with the best possible outcome for your eyes. Request your free laser vision consultation from the Premier LASIK and Cataract Surgeons in Montana. If you want to see across the sideline all season long, visit VanceThompsonVision.com today for more inter- more information. What's going on here in Missoula? South Dakota's in town. Bobby Houck's got the breakdown. It's our Houck highlights, plus a recap of the recent series between the two regional opponents. That's next. Keep it right here. Nu-on is now ESPN Radio. and that's when you need our help. That's when you need to call Schulte Law Firm because we know the players, we know the game. We can put people in the best position to achieve the outcome they want. If you've had a bad day, visit jschulteilaw.com.
2: Oh! It's the one is now on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television.
0: If you missed it yesterday, I don't know how you could possibly miss it because I think it was one of the biggest uh, news briefs that we've seen in uh, in recent memory, at least. Uh, the Queen of England, Queen Victoria, uh, passed away at the age of 96. Uh, so today's playlist, some of my favorite songs by the Brits. Welcome back. Nuan is now ESPN Radio. A little George Michael for you on your Friday. Text from a... Loyal listener, or I guess any listener, I, I could just consider you all loyal. This is actually to the text line, which you always can get involved in the show. You can always chime in. 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Uh, we heard from uh, Queen Elizabeth, not Queen Victoria, excuse me. <laughs> um, we heard from Moorhead State head coach Rob Trainer. Uh, in the last segment, in our Across the Sideline segment, head State's coming to Bozeman to take on Montana State. Uh, we efforted Bob Nielsen, the head coach for South Dakota, this week, but we're not able to round Coach Nielsen up. The The three-day weekend, man, I, I love having a three-day weekend. I, I hope everybody enjoyed Labor Day. But when it's the opening weekend of college football, and then it gets it, – it just it messes up everything. I, I'm not complaining at all. I hope everybody uh, enjoyed it, but – it really made everything just sort of jammed up and, you know, people are coming and going there at barbecues, whatever. But in the meantime, the football world does not slow down. So, anyways, a text in from a listener that said, uh, Morehead State, one of, if not their most famous alum, Phil Sims, who was the uh, Super Bowl winning quarterback for the New York Giants in the uh, late 1980s. And then... Uh, Probably most of our listeners know him best as a color commentator on football Sundays or he's been on the CBS broadcasts forever Morehead State's Wikipedia page actually has a ton of famous uh, alumni uh, reputable alumni probably the most famous athlete other than Phil Simmons Phil Simmons excuse me is Kenneth Fareed, who was uh, a great player in the NBA. Hustle guy. a dirty work guy. Since we are into uh, college football, we will have games here on ESPN Radio um, as Andrew, our program director and producer here at ESPN Radio, uh, sees fit. No college football games on Saturday, though, but we will have the last game of the regular season for the Missoula Paddleheads. That'll get started about 6.45. We'll also have College Game Day live on your radio airways from 11.30 until 1 tomorrow as well. So tune in for that. If you want to get all set up for the Grizz game and some of the other action from around uh, the Big Sky. Sunday morning, a full slate of football for you. You'll have our incident reactions from the Grizz game and uh, what else went on around the rest of the Big Sky Conference. You can find that on Sunday morning. And then we have a... Uh, Doubleheader of NFL games, Ravens versus the New York Jets, and then the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. So that, that'll be a fun uh, doubleheader for you here uh, on ESPN Radio. Speaking of texting into the show, send us those scorecards, your most recent golf scorecard. Monday, we will pick a winner. What do you win? You get a spot. We have three spots open. You get a spot to play. In the Missoula Education Foundation golf scramble at the Missoula Country Club next Wednesday. So, looking forward to that. Ryan Toutel will be representing us here at ESPN Radio, and that we need three of you to play with him. So, keep those scorecards coming in 406 888 1029. That's 888 1029. And whoever we are going to randomly choose, uh, three people to play. With Ryan, uh, the Scramble for Students hosted by the Missoula Education Foundation is to support our teachers and students here uh, in the Garden City. The Scramble starts at 10 a.m. on Wednesday, September 14th at the Missoula Country Club. They're going to have breakfast and lunch for you. They also have a no-host Bloody Mary and Bailey's coffee bar. And you can have Mulligan, You can purchase Mulligan's raffle tickets, and there's a bunch of prizes. If you want to play in this tournament and you don't uh, have the good fortune of winning a spot on one of these teams... MissoulaEdFoundation.org backslash events. So keep those scorecards coming in, 406-888-1029. Montana hosts South Dakota. The last time these two teams played, it was in 2019. This is uh, in the in the olden times, the, the pre-pandemic times. The Grizz went to South Dakota. They played in the Dakota Dome there in uh, Vermilion. Which is where South Dakota is uh, recognized, or excuse me, located. Uh, they've played just five times since the 1970s. Although they have played 19 times overall, they played frequently in the 60s and 70s. Just five times since then. Part of that is because South Dakota was Division Two for a long time. They moved up to Division One about 16, 17 years ago. But mid 2000s is when they moved up. Uh, Montana in the all-time series holds a 13 to six lead. The Grizz are 5-0 in games played in Missoula, 4-1 in neutral site games. They've also played in Billings three times, 1949, 1965, and 1967. They also played in Great Falls twice, 1969 and 1971. Uh, so interesting there. The last time they did play, though, again in 2019, Montana went over there and beat the Coyotes 31-17 in the Dakota Dome. Don Sneed threw for 430 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, Sammy Kim. And Samari Torre each caught nine passes combined for more than 300 yards receiving. And that handed South Dakota their first home opener loss uh, in 16 years. So uh, a good effort there for that Grizz team. That was uh, one of the early wins as they made a run then uh, to the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. Let's hear from the coach of the Grizzlies then, the coach of the Grizzlies now, Bobby Houck, fifth year, fourth season back at his alma mater, 11 seasons all told, uh, between his first and second tenures coaching the Montana Grizzlies. This is uh, our Hauk Highlights. It's presented by Ryan Holloway and Miller. The FCS Championship game, I know a place you guys want to be, and I'm not asking you about getting there, but they changed it to a Sunday so it could be on national TV. Any thoughts on a Sunday FCS National Championship game?
1: I think once you get to that point in the season, you kind of play them where they tell (laughs) you. TV drives all of it that time of year. So,
0: If you get there, you're happy about it. That's exactly right. Uh, I wanted to ask you to go back all the way to 2003 when you first took this head job. What do you remember about Montana and the state of the program when you first took over 19 years ago?
1: It's a long time ago. Um, obviously, I was an alum, so I paid attention to <laughs> what was going on, but everything was external, so it was kind of all new to me when I walked in the door and You know, all I remember is being really busy and, uh, you know, having a lot to do to try to get ready for the first game. It
0: seems like so much about college football has changed, and it seems like a lot about the Grizz has changed, but a lot about the Grizz is still the same, right? I mean, such a passionate fan base, a program kind of built on toughness and and defense. So uh, what do you remember about the biggest differences back then, and why do you think it is that there's been sort of a consistent identity
1: here, too, though, for a really long time? Well, thanks to people that are interested in grizzly football and the university of montana continues to grow you know we've expanded the stadium twice since then and you know last week was a great exhibit of it we we had more people at that opener than the stadium used to hold when we first got here so um you know this is a great place there are a lot of good places around the country but this is certainly uh one of the top places in all of college football.
0: There's a tie between South Dakota coming here uh, with Joe Glenn and I know it's been a long time since Joe Glenn was at South Dakota but that's who was here before you so what was the biggest change you wanted to make to the program when you took it over for Coach Glenn? What did you think of the job he did right before you?
1: Well Joe did (laughs) Joe's a great great guy and did a great job and a good friend and guy I've known since high school so I always was a big fan of his and then you know, Tim Rosenbaum was on our staff, right. not on our staff, but on the staff here when, when Coach brought the uh, South Dakota team in here. So he'd be a good one to ask that question of,
0: for sure. So uh, South Dakota coming to town. Bobby Houck joining us here uh, on Nuwana's now. The, the South Dakota program, and it seems like South Dakota and the North Dakota, those two states in particular, those programs have a lot of momentum. They've gotten
1: a lot better over the last ten or fifteen years. Is there anything you can point to as to why? Yeah, they're funding their programs. They're building facilities. They're they're uh, pouring money into the programs, and you know that's the lifeblood of it. They're they're really well funded, and they can do what they need to do to give them to give themselves a chance. South Dakota was good last year, and
0: uh, they had a memorable moment at the end of the year to beat South Dakota State to get in the playoffs. But this is a playoff team coming in here, so how do you hope you, your guys embrace this challenge with a good, uh, you know, potentially ranked team uh, on the docket?
1: Yeah, we're well aware that uh, this is a really good football team coming in. They'll be fundamentally sound, and you know that play last year against I think South Dakota State was like some, won some award for National College Football Player of <laughs> the Year or something. So um, they've got some notoriety. We, it's been a couple years since we played him, but we're familiar with Coach Nielsen and the way he does things.
0: Two positions I wanted to ask you about. One, kicker. What's the status of, of Nico Ramos who you brought in, and, and uh, what was it like trying to go with a kicker on late notice when he is a redshirt freshman?
1: Yeah, it's always hard when you have to replace somebody at the last minute, and I don't know what's going to happen with Nico. Hopefully he can play this weekend.
0: And the other guy I want to ask you about, maybe, maybe don't expect this, but you know, I love watching guys run down on kicks and I love watching guys when they first get into games. Cale Edwards really impressed me. He looks like he's made a ton of physical progress. He is so much faster than you think he'd be for a defensive end. What have you liked out of his progression?
1: Well, you know, he's continues to get better, and in particular learning the defensive side of the ball and putting his hand in the dirt has been a transition for him. But, you know, he did a great job on uh, the coverage teams and the special teams a year ago, and he's getting a little bigger Slice of the pie this year on defense.
0: He goes hard. He's fun to watch. If you want to watch a, a guy that brings it when he gets in, watch number zero. Bobby Houck That's us here on New Now. Last thing for you, Coach, what are the, the number one things you want to improve this week? What are you watching? What do you want to sharpen up going into the South Dakota game?
1: Well, it's all those things I talked about after the game. We've got, you know, typical first games. you got to clean a lot of things up. We want to play closer to perfect than we did last week. Uh, I thought some of our young guys were feeling the way a little bit. We need to play faster. Bobby Houck, you're
0: on New now. Thanks, Coach. All right,
1: see you guys. Go Grizz.
0: There you go. It's our Houck Highlights presented by Ryan Holloway & Miller. Ryan Holloway & Miller Law Firm has established a strong and well-earned reputation with their respected attorneys in criminal defense and personal injury. Nate Holloway can handle the most complex criminal cases while Paul Ryan is known for his high acumen for DUI cases. Angie Miller has a biology degree, which gives her an elevated expertise in evaluating personal injury and medical malpractice cases. Together, the trio can help you no matter your legal need. Case evaluation is free, and the phone line is open 24-7. Ryan Holloway and Miller, your Montana attorneys. How about a new friend of the show, Kota Cheetah He's the first-year head coach for the Great Falls High Bison. They're 2-0 with a big one in Bozeman tonight. Keep it right here, Coach's Corner. Next, Nuana's Now, ESPN Radio. At Jewelry Design Center, they can make anything you desire.
3: We have branded jewelry that you'll see across the world and the country. And you have full access to our full manufacturing shop. You can look in the case. You don't have to start out designing something. You can see anything that we have in the case that customize it for your personal experience.
0: Jewelry Design Center now open in Missoula at 2501 Brook Street across from the Montana Club. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life.
2: This is Nuwanes Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula.
0: Queen Elizabeth II passed away yesterday at the age of 96. I believe the longest ruling monarch in the history of the United Kingdom. 70 years, Unbelievable. You on us now, ESPN Radio. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, here on your Friday. Well, happy now for this week's Coach's Corner, where we check in with coaches from around the state of Montana. We are now joined by a first-time new friend of the show. We love making new friends around here. Chida he's the head coach at Great Falls High. In his first season there at Great Falls High, the Bison off to a 2-0 start so far this year, and they play Bozeman High uh, on Friday night. Coach Uh, Thanks for being here. First of all, just tell us what it's been like uh, these first couple weeks here. Uh, I know you've been a head coach before, but you're into uh, the Montana AA ranks for the first time. So uh, what have you thought of it? What have you thought of this challenge of taking over Great Falls High?
2: You know, luckily for me, you know, I've been part of this program the last six years, and um, Coach Samson fortunately has let me kind of do a lot of the -the behind-the-scenes work, you know, these past six years. He's trusted me to do a lot of things behind the scenes. So um, taking over the program, He's kind of helped me along the way to make it an easy transition for me, um, which has been great. Uh, and then we have a great coaching staff that helps me out as well. But, um, you know, it's crazy how in five weeks, you know, things can change around this program. And kind of like I was told the kids, you know, you guys have earned the spotlight so far. And we just got to continue to grind and work every day and, um, you know, just do our best to, prepare ourselves for each game and now the conference is starting um you know each game means just that much more so we're excited for the opportunity to play bozeman on friday night
0: well coach sampson what a great guy to learn from one of my all-time favorites a guy who i've dealt with in so many different capacities over the years and a guy who's Absolutely, a certified legend in Montana high school football and just around the football world in Montana. So working for him, I mean, I know you played for him up there at Montana State Northern during your college days as well, so uh, you've probably had a chance to spend a lot of time with Coach Sampson. But what's it been like kind of getting mentored by a guy like that? I mean, 38 years and 300-plus wins, pretty good career for Coach Sampson.
2: You know, I was honestly lucky enough to share the office with him for six years. And I've known him since I was 18 years old when he came in to my parents' house and recruited me. So, um, you know, I've learned a lot from him, you know, as well as Coach Troy Purcell, who was my head coach at Haver High. So, you know, I have a lot of mentors that I can look to and ask for anything or reach out to. And they, they're more than willing to help me. But um, Coach Samson, just learning from him for six years, you know, you learn so much just in a daily aspect of coaching as, and also in life lessons. I mean, he's, he's been around coaching his entire life, and he's just a great guy and a great mentor for me. And, you know, he still calls, you know, twice a week to check up on us and make sure we're doing great things. And, um, you know, I always I, I love the support that he has for the Great Falls Side Bison still, even though he's not here. But you know, I've learned a lot um, about the game of football and how to lead uh, from him, and it's been great for us. So you know, I've just transitioned, you know, sort of the way I envision our culture being, um, and I think it's really come through to the kids. And these past six months have been great for us. And like I said before, it's crazy what five weeks can do um, when you start two days and get into some games. And you know, we really do believe in ourselves and um, what we're trying to accomplish here at Great Falls High. And Um, We're excited about the opportunity on Friday.
0: Well, 2-0 start Dakota Chia joining us here on is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. He's the first-year head coach there for the Great Falls High Bison, and they're off to a 2-0 start to their uh, season so far this year. And last week, a pretty good win. I mean, 41-17 over a good Butte team uh, to move to 2-0. I know you had the nice win on the road as well the first week of the season as well, so what have you liked about your team so far? I mean, what have you, what have you guys been doing well? That's got you after this good start.
2: You know, honestly, we have a lot of great seniors. We have twenty six seniors on the squad, and with that being said, we have a lot that hadn't had any varsity experience. Realistically, a lot of them played JV last year. Um, it's just they have such a great bond together. Um, they work so hard in practice. The offseason was super. It was very efficient. Um, all the kids showed up every day. Uh, you know, they have a goal in mind. And when you have a group that wants to work hard and wants to be 1-0 every week, um, you can just see how hard they work in a football game. You know, just to make things happen. And they're a great group of kids. Like I've said before, I love them all. I really do. Um, I'm honestly blessed to be around them every day. It makes my job a lot easier when when you love to come to work every day and be around these guys and watch how hard they work and watch them be successful. You know, I've been around them since they, you know, since their freshman year. And it's awesome to watch them celebrate uh, big wins, you know, against Helena High and and Butte High and just the excitement that, you know, kind of, comes off of their bodies after we win a huge game like that is just awesome. How much they've earned the opportunity to, you know, be in those games and win those games. I'm just so excited for them and our coaching staff. And it's just been a great few weeks, and kind of like I've already said, we got a tough 0-2 team, you know. They played two tough teams to start their season, and Levi will have them ready to go, I have no doubt about it, and we're excited for the opportunity to play Bozeman High School on Friday.
0: Had, Bozeman's definitely had the toughest schedule in the state so far, having to play defending champion Missoula Sentinel and then number two, Helena Capital. So uh, we'll get to the Hawks in just a minute, but I was looking at your guys' statistics, and so tell me this. Uh, Reed Harris, one of the best athletes in the state of Montana, a kid who has a dozen-plus Division One offers, bunch of FBS attention, and is currently committed to Boston College. Are you playing him at quarterback, or are you playing him somewhere else right now?
2: You know, uh, Reed Harris and Ashton Platt split reps all throughout the summer, um, and I think our team has just become more dynamic when we play Reed Harris as a, as a wide receiver and a yeah. linebacker for us.
0: Well, I mean, um, it, it makes sense. The kid's about 6'5", 225. I don't know how you could ever possibly guard him if you put him on the outside. So, yeah, I saw some receiving yards, so I was wondering if you are throwing the ball a little bit.
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, we can play Reed Harris anywhere. We can play him at quarterback. We can play him at running back. We can play wide receiver. He's the ultimate weapon. Um, I don't think anyone would disagree with that. Um, And he's finally getting a shot to really hone in on playing receiver for us uh, and also playing some linebacker for us. And he's he's tough to handle on either side of the ball. He's a great athlete. Um, He's the hardest-working kid on the team. Um, And honestly, like you kind of said, it's hard to guard him. So we want teams to have to game plan for him and Ray Longin. And for them, hopefully that keeps them up a little bit at night and lets me sleep a little bit at night, knowing that I have them on my team. So, uh, you know, we're just going to keep grinding and finding ways, you know, to get those to the ball, along with uh, Ashton Platt playing a great quarterback for us right now. But I have no hesitation playing Reed Harris anywhere. He can be playing a quarterback at any point in time in a game as well. So we just want to keep teams on their toes a little bit and make them game plan for us. And, um, you know, I think that's... Part of the problem playing us right now, and you know, that's a good thing for
0: us. And other teams have to stay up and game plan for us, so I, I don't mind it at all. Kota Chia joining us here. Great Paul Sy, head football coach. Uh, Nuan is now ESPN radio. And we do have a guy that has the, the natural gifts that Reed Harris does, but then I mean, I've been around him a little bit. I uh, coached camp a couple summers ago, and I mean, he seems just like a, a quiet humble kid that is a really hardworking guy so I mean how much does that set the tone for your program when you do have a guy that has natural gifts but also wants to bring it every day
2: you know it's great and our honestly you can talk about Reed Harris you can talk about Rafe Longan who's leading uh double-a in rushing right now um Wyatt DeVos who's you know one of the top defensive linemen in the state as well I mean our senior class is just honestly a bunch of leaders who come to work every day and all they care about is getting better day by day and you know that that's just part of the call i've tried to build this past six months and the great thing is they, they bought in and uh they they love the way the program is being ran and you know that's a good thing you know that they believe in me and the coaching staff and they're willing to put you know their heart on the line every every friday night and work in preparation for that game and uh, you can even add Eli Pike, our other uh, senior captain as well. You know, he plays some safety for us in special teams, and he does a great job at being a leader. But, you know, Reed Harris and Rafe and set the tone uh, for our team, and then the rest of the guys, honestly, just follow and bring a great energy to the field every day. I mean, it's it's awesome to see how hard they work on a daily basis to work towards that Friday night at 7 o'clock.
0: Well, Rafe Longin, again, we highlighted last uh, yesterday, I guess, during our Treasure State Stars and what a game he had against Butte High. Scored three touchdowns over 100 yards rushing. He also had an interception that set up a crucial score. And he took a kickback for a touchdown, too. So uh, a lot of hard work paying off for him as well. But uh, you must love the weapon you have there in the backfield in that guy.
2: Yeah, you know, Ray Long and... Is honestly one of the hardest working kids I've ever been around. His, his brother was in the program too, Gabe, who's at Montana uh, uh, University. And
0: Montana Gabe's right making now. some 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 uh, some waves here. I mean, he, he's definitely hanging. I mean, he, when he gets in, he's 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 definitely competing for the Grizz. It's been fun to watch him progress.
2: Yes, uh, Gabe is a great athlete here for us at Great Falls High. He's an outstanding running back and safety for us as well. Um, Ray's just one of those kids that you know, you're not going to, he's not going to be denied. Honestly, he's, he runs super powerful. He's super fast. um, And he just wants it. You know, He, he loves this program. He loves wearing the bison colors. He loves putting that helmet on on Friday nights and being a leader out there. And like I told him, hey, the spotlight's on you, man, but you deserve it. Like, I, I honestly hope everyone reaches out to him and, you know, is, is wanting to talk to Rafe Long. He deserves all the spotlight in the world for how hard he's worked. And, again, I, I couldn't ask for a better kid to uh, be a leader on our team. Honestly, we're very excited about everything he brings and excited to see what he can do in conference play now and, you know, hopefully lead us to some big victories here uh, in the next few weeks.
0: Kodachita, you know, head coach of the Great Falls High Bison. They play at Bozeman High. Coach, we'll get you out of here on this. Uh, what are your thoughts on Friday night's game? Uh, like you said, a uh, a hungry Bozeman High team that's had to play two of the best teams in the state already. Uh, but Van Winkle Stadium, always a tough place to play. Levi Westy always has his guys ready to go. So what do you think of the matchup?
2: You know, the... Matchup is uh, it's gonna be a good one. You know, I, I've known Levi, Levi coached me at Northern. You know, I've known Levi forever. Um, I love him to death. He, I know he'll have him ready to play. Uh, like I said, they're probably the best and 2 team we've seen in the past few years. Uh, their quarterback is a, an outstanding thrower of the ball, he can run the ball very well. Their defense is very physical, they're fast. Uh, their old offensive line is physical as well, and their running backs are running back by committee right now. Um, but again. Levi's always got those guys ready, and this is a, a big game for both programs. You know that first game of conference, you really want to start off with a win. Um, so I know they'll be—I I know it'll be packed for their home game to start conference. And um, you know we got a tough, tough road ahead of us, but again, we are ready to go. We're excited about these opportunities. We're glad the spotlight's kind of on our program right now, and we couldn't ask for a better opportunity to go to Bozeman High School and. Uh, go in there and play our best at seven o'clock, and we'll we'll see where you know the chips lay at the end of the night. But um, we're excited about it; we really are. And to be two and zero going into this game, uh, ranked for the first time, and however long it's been, you know the spotlight's on us, and, and we'll try to take full advantage of that and try to go one and zero this week. You know that's our goal. So we'll we'll worry about Bozeman High right now and. You know, the kind of challenge that they're going to bring. They, they, they're hungry for a win, and we're hungry to continue our progress here as a program. So, I'm excited about it tomorrow night.
0: Coach to Great Falls High, joining us here on our Coach's Corner, is Now ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. Coach, thanks, thanks for taking a minute, and uh, you're welcome back anytime. Best of luck on Friday night.
2: Yeah, thank you. Reach out whenever. I'm excited to talk about the Great Falls High program whenever. So, go Bison.
0: There you go. Love debuts when they're great debuts. Thanks to Coda Cheetah for swinging by. We'll have an update for you on all things high school football throughout the upcoming weeks and months. Crosstown, tonight here in Missoula, Sentinel versus Hellgate. We're from Dane Oliver, plus Carolyn, the chicken doesn't know sports. And we'll look all the way around some of the best matchups in the state in high school football. All that. Now, our number two, keep it here. The one is now ESPN Radio.